you know, and then I, I got some guests over here. So we actually really having like a live session. Oh, it's a live Friday. session. Okay. Stonecutters podcast, Aaron Hankins, Will Catlett. We live in the building. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of our employers, people who will employ us in the future. And there we go. Brasa. Brasa. What's up, brother? How you feeling? I'm doing good, Will. How are you doing? It's it's been uh it's been a minute since we since we spoke. I hear the I hear the plates clanging in the back, so I know dinner's gonna be good. Oh yeah, dinner's gonna be good, you know. Uh hold on, let me tell my guests. Uh can y'all quiet down a little bit? <laughs> nah, Stonecutters Stonecutters podcast. Me and Will we record every Wednesday and regardless of the situation, we, there's an intentionality about what we're trying to do, uh, connect with each other, build with each other, um, see how, how he see how each other is doing. And by recording it and putting it in a podcast form, you guys get to see the progression and the growth that we go through. So Will, how are you, you know doing this was, week? Let's I'm go good, for it. I'm, I'm, good. I'm good. You know, I was just thinking, cause I was telling, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, uh, Marco, I was saying, you know, when we get to like a hundred episodes, we can kind of sell it over to Germany or Japan or something, you know? So I was just thinking about uh, ownership and how so many artists, uh, you know, seek a job, but they don't seek any ownership. And it's so important as, an, as I'm an actor, you know, before I even touch my check, 25% has already came out of my check. Lawyer, manager, agent. You know what I'm saying? You got publicist. taxes, publicists. You got so many things coming out before you even touch the money, you know, what your net will be. And when you have a sense of ownership, you cut that percentage down and you have something for yourself. And I think as artists, artists need to have a mindset of not just making the music, not just making the films, um, but at the same time, also, where can I own a stake in something? Mm -hmm. Where can I own a stake in my creative likeness? Those things are so important. So not to skip over that process, you know, as Stonecutters, we always talk about, you know, the, the motivation, the, the courage, but this is a part of it too, the business side of it. And really understanding that, you know, when you own something, you own it. It's almost like an artist owning their masters. You own those masters. Just like, I don't know the percentage of what LeBron owns at Nike for every shoe, but there's going to come a time when LeBron is not bouncing that basketball. Where is that ownership at? You know, and I think uh, so many of us, are, like I said before, are so eager to get on. You know, I need to get on, I need to do this, I need to do that. You know, it's my first job, I'm just getting in the door. And they're not thinking about the future. But when you sign a contract, that first contract may be seven to 10 years, three yeah. years, you know what I'm saying? So you're stuck in that deal with no ownership. We saw this in Frank Ocean too. You know what I'm saying? He was stuck in his deal. So as we climb this ladder, our stone cutters, make sure that you're thinking about ownership what are some things that you want to keep for yourself yeah you can go do five or six movies or you know do music or create different shoes but what are you keeping for yourself as the as you build legacy to have a ownership type of mind because if you don't 
I believe the art doesn't become as free as you would like it to be. Because once you get behind the curtain, you'll start to see that, man, I'm really not getting my worth. And you talked about that, Aaron. We talked about self-worth. I remember talking to Seneca, and Seneca was saying, you don't get what you worth, you get what you negotiate. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things that go into uh, just creating art. Even what we're doing right now, the great thing about the Stonecutters podcast is we own it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we might sell it off this partner with Spotify or you know, you have a portion of it that you sell or whatever you do or license it. But this is something that we're doing to help people. And I want to throw that back at you. Like, what do you feel about ownership? What do you feel of creative ways to own things? You know, you are, you know, working for a company and, you know, you got all kinds of ideas that you want to do. When you hear the word ownership, like what rings in your in your spirit? The first thing is the... The one thing that each of us owns that is uniquely our own is our story. And mm. you own your story and we are creating our story in the life that we live and the legacy that we're trying to build to, to turn that into something that's quantifiable and that you can own. We've talked about this on previous episodes. It's documenting your story and writing down your story. If you, wherever you are in the journey of your life, you can take an hour and write down you as a child until you now and just very quickly map it out and say okay well i was born i was born to a single mother she was on welfare we did this we moved here i had all these people taking care of me and you you slowly you start to write all those things out well that becomes a part of your story and mm. you have to to own it is to turn it into a book to own it is to turn it into an audio book to own it is to turn it into a podcast and have it be in a platform that is controlled by you. Ownership is also about having the control over whatever it is. People who own and control their masters, like somebody like Prince, you don't hear Prince's songs playing all over the place because he controls the masters and he controls where it goes. Mm. Your, sh your shared experience, Will, you control who is a part of the shared experience. That's a part of your life. You're teaching people experiences that you've had in your life and you're trying to use that to enrich them you've owned it and you've and you've created the catlin academy in such a way that your story actually has value to it you you have a quantifiable value to your story you can control mm -hmm. it and it's going to grow and and people will be able to see the legacy of it years years down the road right so mm -hmm. for people right now that are listening to the stonecutters podcast Start to develop what your story is. Imagine your story being a biography that's sold on the New York Times bestseller list, that's sold on Amazon, that's sold out of, uh, you know, on your website. And think about that. Ownership is having a book make you money while you sleep. Mm. Okay? Mm. Mm -hmm. that's pa it's passive income. And when you think about owning things and you think about owners, owners are people that are making money without having to always do the work. The, the, they, they put in the work, but they, they, get, they get that passive income. So you have writing book. Writing books is one way. You know, teaching, teaching people and having a consulting job is another way. So something that I always tell people to do is to create your own LLC. 
and a consulting LLC, say it's your name, Will Catlett Consulting, and it's a general consulting company, but you've created a company and you can go online and you can find invoices and service agreements so that when somebody comes to you with information that only you have experience in, you have a consulting company that they can work with you with. Because for folks like myself who work for a company, I come to work every day and I'm presented with problems and I solve those problems as if I was a consultant, but the company pays me a salary. They pay me, you know, in benefits to do those things. But when we run into problems in corporations and we don't know how to solve them, we go to consultants to help us to figure those out. And those consultants can be people that don't work inside the company, but mm -hmm. if they don't call themselves a consultant, if they don't know what consult what business consulting is business consulting is any any one of a multitude of different things from how do we look for the best people to hire for our company to how do we make sure that the color of the walls is something that's going to help people uh learn information better there, there's there's hundreds of different kinds of consultants so um yeah those are a few actions that you can take at least from this episode Start to write down your story to formalize it into a book, create an LLC with a general consultancy, and uh, what would the third thing be? Start to really focus on something that you can teach other people about. You don't have to be an expert in something to teach people. You just have to be well-versed in it enough that somebody can learn something from you. And in teaching other people, you ultimately become more proficient in it the more people that you teach. So now, what if what would you tell someone that is thinking about ownership, is thinking about their story, but they don't feel that what they're writing or their story really matters? Who wants to listen to my story? I had a conversation today with one of my spiritual daughters, and she says, you know, no one wants to read this. She's a brilliant writer, but no one wants to read this. So what do you tell someone who's listening doesn't feel that what they have in a story is worth even presenting to do an LLC or to have a, a conversation of ownership? Uh, don't, don't lose the race before you run it. Okay. Don't lose the race before you run it. So you have to run the race before it's like you're kind of telling yourself that you're going to lose the race before you've already run it. Number one, number two, will I don't know the Bible. I don't know mm -hmm. the Bible, but every chapter isn't the bomb. Every chapter isn't fire. Every chapter isn't some, you know, super amazing story of heroism and overcoming obstacles. Some of the chapters in the Bible are normal everyday, you know, uh, regular living right so somebody who's mm -hmm. writing their story and they're like this story nobody wants to read this and guess what in a 12 chapter book nobody wants to read just chapter six and if you're right in the middle and you're right at chapter six and you're like nobody wants to read chapter six you're probably right nobody wants to read chapter six but they want to read the whole book and books don't start getting good until chapter 10 11 and 12 chapter six where you might be in your journey is where you're building character. It's where you're building resolve. It's where the story is still being developed. Like to know what our story is, is to know the, the 
the parts of a story. And Will, you know this better than me. There's, and, and help me out. There's an introduction mm-hmm. and then there is the plot. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's what the story is about. So what's the plot, you know, and you might still be in the plot. You might be trying to figure out like, am I going to start the car wash or am I going to cook dinner? That's the plot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. after the plot, is it the, what, what comes after the plot? Is it the, well, you usually get into the person learns something and then they end up going to the resolution. Where is the climax? The climax is at the end yeah, after the, it, after it, the it, resolution. It's, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's in that second half, the second act. So the first, the first act is intro and the plot, and then the second yeah. half is mm-hmm. learning something and overcoming mm-hmm. an obstacle, right? Mm-hmm. So if yeah. we look at the two parts, and you t- and somebody's like, I don't feel like my story is worth it. It's it may be because you're in the first part. The second part is going to write itself because you've you've gone through something, you've overcome an obstacle. <laughs> you've set a dream or you've set a goal and you're on your way to achieving it. So that's part two. People that are in part two right now in their lives, they're like, yeah, I need to write it down, but I'm, I'm doing it right now. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, like I don't want to stop because I'm still doing it. It's like, hold on. Just like me and Will take the time to, to pause the attack modes that we're in to talk to each other, to, to level set, to see where each of us is at. And then to continue to move because we have to document it at certain points. We have to. Otherwise, you get episode one and then you get episode 100 where you win the Emmy and I win the Peabody. Or I, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you win the Oscar and I'm getting the, 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 the doctorate at MIT. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's like that. And people are going to be like, well, wait a minute. We saw the, the we, we listened to the first one and, and, we, and, we, and it's like, you can't read a book and read the first page and read the last page and feel like you've understood everything in between. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to stop and document it along the way. My, my opinion. That, no, I think that's so great because, you know, uh, it made me think of, you said you was thinking about a story and thinking about the Bible. It made me think of David. And, you know, when Samuel comes, is looking to anoint the king, he asks Jesse, his father, do you have another son? Is there somebody else? They forgot about the boy that was fighting in the field with the sheep, you know, wrestling and killing lions and bears. You know what I'm saying? That's part of his story really didn't matter. Or if you go before that, really didn't matter. His story really didn't get good until Goliath showed up where he had a reason to become great. So sometimes what Aaron and myself are saying is don't uh, limit yourself or disregard your story because it's just getting good. Mm-hmm. Like some people see where I'm at right now. See, I can know where I'm going. I'm like, my story, I haven't even entered into the second act. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm still in the beginning phases. And one thing is important is one thing that you want to make of importance is to know and identify where you are at in your own story. Because that would allow you to dictate the decisions that you're gonna make for the future. Every decision that I make, Aaron, and that you make, I make it based off the future, not based off where I'm at. Because if I make the decision based off where I'm at, then that decision is limited. 
I try to cast my net as far out as possible. My thoughts become things as far out as possible so that I can look at that and make the decision based off where I'm going than based off where I'm currently at. And sometimes, you know, I see so many artists and so many people and I want our stonecutters to gather is that your dream can die when you take your eyes off of your dream. Meaning that you start to look at other people's paths instead of looking at casting your net way into the future or where you want to go and just saying, oh, my time is coming because I see where I'm going. No one's going to ever see your dream like you see your dream. And you need other stone cutters by your side so I can come and I can let my heart out to Aaron and he can guide me in the right direction. Nah, man, see, you looking at this person. Stay focused. Nah, nah, see, nah, nah, nah. See, you're going to do this and then the Catholic Academy is going to go here and then this is going to happen. Then you're going to do this movie with Brad Pitt and then this is going to happen. And I'm going to be right there and Marin's going to be at this age. Mommy's going to be at this age and then this is going to happen because you need people to see sometimes what you're unable to see and to encourage you because if you don't have people around you to encourage you, then you get lost and you feel like your story doesn't matter. And if your story does not matter, then you're not going to think about ownership in the future. So yeah. you're constantly going to be an employee for the rest of your life. And we don't want that to happen on the Stonecutters podcast. <laughs> we do not want that to happen. Stonecutters podcast available on all major streaming platforms. If you have questions or comments, you can send them to us at stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also watch us on YouTube as well as on podcasting platforms. So Will, something that you said that I, I wanted to that I wanted to talk about, my story and your story are different. And right. I cannot compare my story to your story in mm -hmm. like, hey, I need to I need to write my story so that it's better than Will's. Everybody's story is unique and, and Will kind of touched on there's no need for comparisons. He's he he's ready to eat. You ready to eat? No, nah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. The way they over there, mm, mm, it's like that food fight. Now go ahead. I'm listening to you. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> you can't compare it. And when you're writing your book, don't compare your story to Michelle Obama's book. Don't compare wow. your story to Barack Obama's story. It is uniquely your own. And trying to compare it to to, to what somebody else has done is it's it's a recipe for failure. Mm. And with between me and Will, the other part of it in creating legacy, I see Will creating the Catlin Academy and I have all the respect and support for him to do that because I know what he learns from that will help inform me when I become a part of the Hankins Academy or I become a guest speaker for the Catlin Academy. So mm -hmm. if you have friends that are also doing businesses, you can help them with their ownership by supporting them and remembering that when they become a successful, when they become a successful owner, they're going to turn right around and they're going to empower you to create something and to own something for yourself. That's the mark of a true friend. Wow. Wow. You know what you said made me think of something because we started off the podcast talking about ownership in regards to, you know, um, your field of interest. But what you said made me think of before you can own something in your field of interest, you must have governing and ownership over yourself. Yeah. So if you don't have that over yourself, then you're going to think that your story 
doesn't matter. Nike makes tons of money by telling stories that they believe in. And you have to believe in your story and know that your story matters. When you have that sense of ownership over yourself, there's certain things that you will not do. And it makes the no's easier to attract the yes. The yeses that come along with you saying no to the things that you don't want to do because you know who you are. And everybody may not be at that place, but like Aaron was saying, you may just be in the first part of your story. And the first part of your story is just as important as the last act of your story. So my brother said, don't lose the race before you run the race. That joint just got me the juices that I needed. You know what I'm saying? Don't lose the race before you run the race. That's so powerful. Don't lose the race before you run the race. So many people lose the race before they run the race because they have all these insecurities, all these different ideas in their head about what will not happen. That's why I love when you said, you said something that really stuck out to me and it's going to happen and it's already done. You said, when I'm a guest, when I'm a guest on the Catlet Academy, when, it wasn't an if, it wasn't a maybe. So you already spoke it into existence by saying when. So it has no choice but to be done exactly. in some form or fashion. This is why I love, you know, I sent you the video of the stone cutter cutting the uh, stone and it just shook me, you know, cause I'm like, man, that's what it is. It's iron sharpening the iron. It's putting those little ping things in and hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting until that stone splits in half. So when you understand that your story matters, everything that you went through uh, in your life, you can use it in your story. We got some listeners that maybe they went through a period of being molested. Take that story. Turn that story into something. Positive. Be turn it into something positive. Turn it into something positive because that's just the first half. That's just the first part. And, the, and, and you were strong enough to go through it, to overcome from somebody else. You know, that's going to, that's going to, that, that one thing, it's almost like not letting that one thing to define you, but let it inspire you to inspire others. Will, how many times, and, and this is like, we talk about being intentional and we talk about repetition. How many times do you think that you've told people your story? Man, um, I've told so many people my story in many facets of ways. You know, um, sometimes two hundred, two hundred, five hundred, and, and I, I can't even keep count. You know, what I mean, because here's the thing, and at this point, I'm a walking art piece, so my story is already speaking before I even open my mouth. You know, when I put stuff up, or people say when they see me, it's like, man, I just see so much inspiration so much perseverance you know when we're when we're talking on this thing you know talking back and forth throwing things at the wall makes me better in interviews you know so it's so much a, a, of a walking art piece that I feel like where I'm at right now is that I don't have to say as much because me just showing up 
and shaking your hand. It's like Mandela shaking Miles Monroe's hand. It said his hand felt like rocks. So you can feel Mandela, Nelson Mandela's story from a handshake, not even him opening his mouth, you know? I can feel when Oprah tapped me on the back and said, go ahead, make it happen. I can feel her story from the tap on, her, on my back. She didn't have to explain it because the story was already speaking louder than my words were speaking. So I say that to say that the people that are listening, your story matters. Have ownership over your story. Speak your story because your story will cause liberation to somebody you know, that is listening. And think about the ways that my brother said about writing a book and different parts of ownership because your story came with a sacrifice and you should get paid for that sacrifice. You know, you should make that money while you sleep. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, uh, uh, um, I'm thinking of Phil Knight, right? Yeah. I'm thinking of Phil Knight. All that Phil Knight had went through to birth Nike is a story. All that Aaron is going through and will go through is birthing his story the same way uh, with Will and, 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 and Erica and John and David and Mark and Lisa and Ebony, all the people that are listening, your story matters. I want that to sink into our stonecutters today. Your story matters. It matters. Your story matters. You matter. You know, some people said when we were doing this, when we first started, why don't they just call each other? instead of smiling and laughing on Instagram. <laughs> but we're sharing something that matters. Yes. Will, you said something, and I want to make sure that we talk about it. There is confidence that comes through being intentional and telling your story over and over and over. You gained confidence. You actually gained enough confidence through telling your story that at a certain point, your story spoke for itself. It, it was exuded through the confidence in yourself and how you carried yourself. You walk into mm -hmm. a room and you're so secure about yourself and your story and who you are and how you carry yourself that when people see it, they already know a few chapters of the book without, even, without you even saying a word to them. By the mm -hmm. way that you walk, by the way that you're looking at them, the same thing you're like, you felt the tap from Oprah. That tap that you felt from Oprah is the reassurance and the trust that she's done that possibly thousands of times to other people. And you, you felt all of that and her journey and where she's come from, it all was um, materialized in a, in a single touch, in a tap. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that too, Aaron, is just embrace everything about yourself your insecurities, your vulnerabilities, your, your things you dislike about yourself. Maybe it's your nose, maybe it's your eyes, maybe it's, your in, it's something internal. Embrace it. The more you embrace the things that you may not be too fond of, it allows you to have ownership over yourself. Absolutely. Because you embrace everything about who you are. The person that's afraid to write their story because they feel like their story isn't the one that needs to be told. I just realized this, Will. Some of the work that we're doing right now is for people that haven't even been born yet. 
Wow. So, so your story, let's just call you uh, Natalie. Mm -hmm. Natalie's afraid to to write her story down because she feels like it's, she's not worth it or it's not worth it. Well, what I would tell Natalie is, is that Natalie, your story is for somebody that hasn't even been born yet. So guess what? (laughs) Guess what? When they get to be 20, they want the book in the store about you. They're going to be looking for you, right? So don't, you're discounting yourself so much that you're not thinking that in 20 years or 30 years from now, what you've accomplished right now is going to help somebody. And mm. that's, that's where we need to shed the light. And every journey that every listener of the Stonecutters podcast is on, every person has a unique journey that needs to be documented because it's meant to help someone else in the future. Will, you do the shared experience because you're trying to help people in the future. Mm-hmm. You went through the experiences so that you can make it that much more easier or give them more insights quicker. You mm-hmm. want them to, you want everybody that goes to the Catlet Academy, you want them to be as smart or better than you mm-hmm. in a shorter amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, like that just right there is powerful. It's like, not only do I want you to be better than me, I want you to be better than me, faster than me. Right. And wow. that, that's like, to think about it in, the, in, in, in that aspect is, um, it's powerful to want to, to, to do that. And I know that there's a fulfillment in you and, and there's also a fulfillment in me with the people that I mentor and the people that I help. And we can't explain it properly because the only way that you can explain it is by experiencing it and seeing, seeing, being able to teach somebody and see them learn it and see them grow and become a better person from it. Like that is, it's, it's not like our children, it's different mm-hmm. because it happens over and over again. And the love that we have for our children is a little bit different than the love that we have for students, right? Or the, or the people that, that we see as, as mentees, people that we work with. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know exactly know where I was going there. But but you get what I'm saying. The the seeing people go through these transformations and seeing people change because of something that you've experienced and been able to help them get through quicker. That's rewarding. That's that's uh, that's another reason why we do this podcast. And uh, I don't talk about it a whole lot on the podcast, but people reach out to me and you separately together and tell us on Instagram and tell us on, tell us through the Stonecutters uh, email account of how this has changed them and how they, how this has uh, made them better people. And that's, that's part of the reason why we do this is that those people are now better informed to be better versions of themselves in the future. You you said it all, man. Stonecutters <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we out. <laughs>